I think the best way to learn this is through example and to keep in mind that integration or anti-differentiation is the inverse or opposite of differentiation. So let's look at another example. The integral, 1 over the square root of v dv. So we have the, the variable of integration is, is v, <laughs> so that means we differentiated v and got 1 over the square root of v. So the question is, what is the function that we differentiated and got this? Let's rewrite this as v to the negative 1 half dv. Now we need to add 1 to the one, negative 1 half. And notice in this next step, I don't write integral anymore because I'm actually evaluating the integral or the antiderivative in this step. So it's just like with square root 4. Once you say that the square root 4 uh, is 2, then you don't write square root anymore. So I'm integrating v to the negative 1 half dv. So that's v to the negative 1 half plus 1 divided by my new my new exponent. Negative 1 half plus 2 halves is positive 1 half. And then plus there could have been some constant that was differentiated and went to 0 and gave us v to the negative 1 half here. So I have v to the positive 1 half over a half. And what is divided by a half? That's the same as multiply by the reciprocal 2 over 1 plus c. So if you watched the last part, you might remember that I mentioned some people will go straight from the negative 1 half power right here. They'll add 2 halves in their mind, and they'll get 1 half, and they'll write it down. And then instead of writing divided by a half, as I did right there, I, they just automatically multiply by the reciprocal 2 over 1 or 2 in this case. So the answer is that the function that somebody differentiated with respect to v and got 1 over square root of v is 2 square roots of v, possibly plus some constant. Now, if the constant's 0, then there wasn't a constant that was differentiated. So we cover all our bases by just saying plus c. Now, how should I check this? The check is what verifies that it really is the function that was differentiated and gave a result of 1 over square root v. So I take the derivative with respect to v of 2 square roots of v, but I'm going to just go ahead and write that as 2v to the 1 half plus c. The derivative with respect to v of that is a half times 2, which is just 1, v to the 1 half minus 1, which is v to the negative 1 half, plus 0. So that 1 half and the 2 over 1 just become 1, a coefficient of 1. v to the negative 1 half could also be written as 1 over, because the negative exponent, square root v, because of the 1 half power, plus 0. And that is what we started with in the integral. This thing is called the integrand because it's the um, expression that you need to anti-differentiate. So the answer to the problem is the integral is 2 square roots of v plus c. And then the last part was just checking our answer. So you'll notice anything of this form where you have, in the very beginning up here, the integral 1 over square root v dv you do want to rewrite that, just like I've done with other examples. Use a negative power because it was in, was in the denominator, and then use whatever rad, rad, sorry, rational exponents for the radical you need. 
Since it's a square root, it's a one-half power. Since it's in the denominator, it's a negative one-half power. Okay, let's move on to another example. We have the integral fifth root x to the fourth dx. Now, you might be um, just ready to do this on your own, so I encourage you to pause, and at the very least, take a minute to pause and rewrite this on your own. And then remember the general power rule for integrals, meaning add one, then divide by the new exponent. So you add one to the exponent, divide by the new exponent, add a constant of integration, the rest is simplifying. Assuming you have paused and done this on your own, I'm going to rewrite this as x to the 4 fifth dx inside the integral. What did you differentiate with respect to x and get as a result x to the 4 fifth? Well, the opposite of the general power rule for differentiation is to take your base, take your exponent, add 1 to it, the opposite of subtracting 1, and then divide by the new exponent, and the new exponent is 9 fifths. As I mentioned before, oh, I'll finish this line and then I'll mention that, plus some possible constant. As I mentioned before, if you don't want to have to write divide by the fraction, you can go straight to multiplying by its reciprocal, but just make sure that you're consistent with the answers on these. So divide by the fraction or multiply by the reciprocal, you'll have x to the 4 fifths plus 5 fifths is 9 fifths. Then you still have plus c. Now, this often is how the answer is left, um, especially because you know, to simplify this in radical form, you know, takes another step. So you might, if you get an answer like this and you're on a multiple choice test, see if it's in this form. See what form the answers are in. If, if you find this answer, then you're finished. If you don't, if everything's in radical form, like it was given to you, then you're going to need to simplify. So 5 ninths, the 5 in the denominator means fifth root. The x is to the ninth power inside the fifth root. We still have plus c on the outside. And then I have to simplify possibly, again, if you don't see this as a choice, then they might simplify the fifth root of x to the ninth. So I have to rewrite the 5 ninths. And it helps to think of x to the ninth as x to the fifth times x to the fourth in there. And every fifth root of x to the fifth can just be rewritten as an x on the outside, right? So we have 5 ninths x fifth root of whatever's left That's x to the fourth plus c. And so that represents our three possible ways to write the answer. All of these um, might be what you would see uh, looking at the back of the book or the multiple choice answers on a test. Technically, the most polite answer to give is the one in radical form because that's the way the problem was given to you. But um, sometimes people don't worry about that. They just go straight to the most simple answer to write, which is the first one. Another example. The integral 1 over the seventh root of t cubed dt. So you can see this one is kind of combining the first example we did in this part and the second example that we did in this part. So we've got a combination. But you have all the tools you need to do this. So I really, really want to encourage you to pause and rewrite the integral and then use what you've learned so far about integration, and then simplify as much as you can, and don't forget the plus c. Coming back, I'm going to rewrite this. t 
to the negative power because it was 1 over. The seventh root puts a 7 in the denominator of my exponent, and the 3 comes from the t cubed. So I have t to the negative 3 sevenths dt. What did you differentiate to get that? I don't know, but I can work backwards. I take t to the negative 3 sevenths. I add 7 sevenths. And then this time, instead of dividing by negative 3 plus 7 is negative, sorry, positive 4 sevenths. Instead of dividing by 4 sevenths, I'm just going to multiply by 7 fourths. So I have, I write t to the negative 3 sevenths plus 7 sevenths so that you can see where they come from. But when you simplify that, it's just 4 sevenths, and the reciprocal of that is 7 fourths. So that's what I multiply by. And I want to forget plus c. You'll get marked off on a test if you leave that out because it shows that you don't understand that antiderivatives um, have a lot of possible answers depending on uh, whether or not there's a constant and what the constant is. More of that will come up in the next section. Simplifying this, 7 fourths t to the 4 sevenths plus c. Please do not cancel the 7 fourths and the 4 sevenths. One is in an exponent and one is a coefficient. So we leave it like that. Or we try to leave it politely in the same form it was given to us in. It was given in radical form. So I might want to rewrite this as 7 fourths times the seventh power of t to the fourth plus c. And now there, there are fewer t's inside than this number says right here. So it's, we only have t to the fourth inside the seventh root. In order to simplify any more, there'd have to be at least t to the seventh inside here. So I don't have to, fortunately, I don't have to simplify the uh, thing inside the radical anymore. Uh, another reason why I don't have to is because this integral actually, because it was 1 over the seventh root of t cubed, it works out that the exponents here won't be more than 1. Uh, 4 sevenths won't be 1 or greater. So it works out actually nice, more nicely if, if we have the variable in the bottom. So this time, you don't really have to worry about this. The technique is the same. So don't worry about the fine points. They'll start to appear as you do more and more examples. The answer is 7 fourths times the seventh root of t to the fourth plus c. I'll let you verify this by checking on your own. Differentiate with respect to t and see if you get back to the original integrand. And our last example in this part kind of a combo kitchen sink problem. It's got everything but the kitchen sink. We have the integral negative 11 over 4 times the ninth root of x to the 8 dx. So we want to integrate that, find the antiderivative, find the thing that was differentiated, and gave us this. So uh, this is going to be another one where I'm going to ask you to pause and practice. Rewrite it. Use the integration technique we've been using so far. Don't forget plus c, and simplify if you need to. All right, now I'm assuming you've done that. I'm going to rewrite this. First of all, I'm going to write it as negative 11 fourths times the x is in the denominator, so that means it was x to a negative power. It was the ninth root, so 9 goes in the denominator, and the eighth power of x, so x to the eighth on top. Then I have dx still. So what did you differentiate with respect to x and get this? Well, fortunately, I have this constant coefficient of negative 11 fourths. 
I can put that out in front of the integral so I don't have to deal with it right away. So this is the same as negative 11 fourths times integral x to the negative 8 ninths dx. Now when I apply the uh, general power rule for integrals, I take x to the negative 8 ninths and I add 1 to the exponent. And again, instead of dividing by the new exponent, I'm just going to multiply by its reciprocal. Negative 8 ninths plus 9 ninths is a positive 1 ninths. So I'm going to multiply by its reciprocal, 9 over 1. You don't have to write over 1. And then plus c, because there might have been a constant there. There's nothing to cancel, so I just multiply negative 99 over 4. And then I have x to the 1 ninth plus c. Or if I want to rewrite this in radical form, negative 99 fourths times the ninth root of x to the first power plus c. And that's the antiderivative of negative 11 over the all over 4 times the ninth root of x to the 8th. I'll let you verify for yourself by differentiating if you'd like. So at the end of this, I'd like to just summarize This is also in your book. But if you have something like the integral of um, x to the m over n dx, you have a rational exponent on your variable, and you're integrating. When you integrate, as you know, you add 1 to that, right? So it's m over n plus n over n, right? That's adding 1. And you would divide by m plus n over n, right? And then say plus c. Or you could just say n over m plus n times x to the m plus n over n. Now, I think it's actually in a slightly different form in your book. But I just want to point out this notion that when you find the antiderivative and you are using rational exponents, like m over n. You can just do that, um, add 1 to the exponent, and then just multiply by the reciprocal right away so that you have less work to do. And that's what I did in the last two examples. So this is just kind of a summary. I believe it's in a slightly different form in the book, but it's a similar idea.